Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Grant. Thank you, JJ, for that introduction. I also want to thank all my listeners from around the globe and know and appreciate that the message of hope is one that not only needs to be heard, but certainly one that needs to be told. So many of my listeners have told me that this show has made such an incredible impact on their lives when they felt like there was nothing left that they could turn to, no hope. And I'm so glad that this has made that kind of impact. We're now in close to 100 countries, and I know that no matter where we are, no matter where we come from, no matter what our educational background is, no matter what our financial position is, we have all at some point in our lives, at least most of us, have come to a place where we felt that we needed something to hang on to. And so my guests give the message, not only that there's hope, but that things will change, things will improve, and things can get a lot better. And the stories that they share are absolutely phenomenal. Some will make your hair stand on end. I really appreciate my guests and each one of them who does share that, and I thank you. Today on my show, I have Julie Ann Sullivan. Now, Julie Ann is known as a revolutionary, and she works with organizations that want to create a workplace environment where people are productive, engaged, and appreciated. Sounds awesome. As an attitude enhancer, we all need to have an attitude enhancer around us. <laughs> and I think Julianne just ta- chatting with her a few minutes before the show started. She definitely knows how to enhance attitude. And so I'm looking forward to hearing her share about that. She's also a speaker, a trainer, and a leadership coach. And she is the founder of Learning Never Ends, whose purpose is to create a more positive culture, one person at a time. And just to show you how diverse Julianne is, she has a BA in psychology and an MBA in accounting. So (laughs) I appreciate what she's going to share with us today already. Welcome, Julianne. Thank you so much, Carol. I am so thrilled and delighted to be here. So before we talk about your career, Julianne, can you, and and also what you're going to offer, I know that you have some things you want to offer and some call to action for our listeners today. But before we talk about that, can you tell us what happened in your own life five years ago and how it totally changed your life? 
Well, I was living a fairy tale life. I had a husband. I had a son. I had a dog. I lived in a great big McMansion. I took fantastic vacations and, you know, was just living a little high on the hog and enjoying every minute of it. And uh, then my 30-year relationship ended and I moved from that great big house to from 5,000 square feet to 900 square feet. I had to give up about two-thirds of what I owned. And everything I owned had its own story. So that was Mm. a little more traumatic than I thought it would be. But honestly, I'm pretty used to it now. I kind of like my little space. (laughs) Um, You know, it was a tough year and a half. I would say for about a year and a half, I wasn't all together and going through some pretty deep wounds and growth and, you know, just really changing everything. Because I had completely changed my career just about a year before the breakup. So I was on a completely different path. I'd been a, I'm a recovering accountant. And and I'd been in the financial world for about 30 years And I decided one day I didn't want to learn any more about that. You always got to keep learning no matter what you're doing, as you know, Carol. Yes. So anyway, I decided to get out of accounting because I didn't want to do that anymore. And I'd always given presentations and I had all these great letters of recommendation and testimonials. And one day I went, that's what I want to do. I want to be a professional speaker. So I moved in that direction and then my whole world fell apart. So it it took me a while to get back on track. What did you go through emotionally and how did you, what were your, some of your coping mechanisms that you used? Before the breakup came, I became a certified laughter leader and really immersed myself in therapeutic laughter and research on laughter. So that certainly came in. But I want all your listeners to realize that I sat on the couch sometimes and screamed at the top of my lungs, I don't think I can do this. But because I'm a lifelong learner and I've always been into human behavior and human growth, I would only do that for a short period of time before the other side of my brain would say to me, well, how long are you going to do this? Uh. Are you going to do this for 20 minutes, an hour? Are you going to bed for a week? Just trying to check in. And if you're only going to do it for a short period of time, let's just end it now. (laughs) Good point. Wow. Another time when I was moving... And trying to get into this little space and I thought I'd done such a good job of filtering out things and then I had boxes to the ceiling and clothes everywhere and they came in and said, well, we have 50 more pieces on the truck and, you know, six more boxes. What do you want us to do with it? And I literally went into a walk-in closet and started to sob because... I realized at that moment I was paralyzed. I I didn't know how to take a step forward or what that looked like or anything. And I just allowed myself to be like that for a little while before the other side of my brain said, well, how long are you going to do this? Because you got guys out there waiting for you to tell them what to do. (laughs) And I... 
I let it go for a moment and walked out. And there was a person there who said the guys had me come over. They say you might need some storage. And they found me storage. And, you know, a lot of good, great things happened after that. So I want people to know that, you know, sometimes people look at me and they say, wow, you have it all together, as they probably do you. Mm -hmm. And I like them to know that there are times when I don't have it all together. It's what I do with that situation that makes the difference. That attitude enhancer is coming out, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's true for everybody. (laughs) If we, I like to explain to people that if they would just try these skills and techniques on how to deal with change, for instance, and I do this in a lot of companies as well, if you know the skills, then when change comes around, which it always will, I can guarantee that, then your brain already knows you have the skills. And even though you may fall into a pit, you have the ladder to get out. As you were talking, one of the things that came to me that I hadn't really heard for a long time, and that is very often people will say, you know, you're your own worst enemy. And as you were talking, I thought, you're, you were your own best friend. And you learn, you taught yourself how to encourage yourself. That's what I was hearing as you were sharing, you know, that well, little part only, of your story. Yeah. And not only that, I've taught myself how to recognize when I'm in a hole. See, that part of self-awareness is so important. We need to know when we're in a hole. We need to know when we're grumpy. We need to know when we're being judgmental. We need to know when we're feeling funky and find out why. We need to know when we're get into all of these negative types of habits because none of us is perfect. We're all mere mortals. You know, we're all going to make mistakes. It's kind of like you're always, there'll always be a time when you bark at somebody that maybe you shouldn't have. So the key mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is to go back and ask for forgiveness and it's never too late to do that. So yeah, I have taught myself ways to get out, but even more key is to recognize that I'm in a hole, that I'm going backwards, that I'm being whatever. You have th- to know that first. Do you think it's important when you're in that hole to determine or recognize the source of where that's coming from or just to <laughs> encourage yourself to get out of it? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And Carol, I kind of have this philosophy We've all been brought up with it's really important to know why. But to me, this is just my opinion, I think spending a lot of time on the whys is just a way to not move forward. Because even when you find out why, it doesn't change the situation. You still got to find a path out. Well, also, I think that if you're finding out the why, it might be giving you an excuse of why you should stay there. Maybe. But it definitely takes up time, right? And that's time you're staying in it. And the longer you stay in it, you know, it's like a snowflake. The longer it rolls, the bigger the ball gets. (laughs) You can't find the snowflake anymore. So we lose ourselves when we get into these situations that kind of drag us down. And we're always going to have them. Mm -hmm. It's life. That's right. It's, It's a roller coaster ride. We don't come with an immunity against uh, problems, do we? (laughs) 
darn it. <laughs> you can't take a pill for that. Well, no. I guess I guess you can, but you, uh, can. you yeah. have other problems if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, well thank you for sharing that. That that I know you're going to be talking about some of these other things that'll be all incorporated with that first question and I appreciate that when you mentioned uh mere mortals, etc. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. But before we do that, tell us about your book. A little bit of gratitude goes a long way. How is this different than some of the other gratitude journals that are out there and why is it important? Well, like I told you, I'm a certified laughter leader and part of the sessions I do on laugh off and live well or laugh for the health of it um, is good hearted living. This is from the World Laughter Tour folks and good hearted living is days of the week and ways in which we can incorporate more joy into our lives and without going into all of them, Wednesdays is for gratitude. So after teaching gratitude to thousands of people, you know, like one day you wake up and go, hmm, maybe I should use that. (laughs) Practice what you preach. Oh, yeah, there's a good idea. So I decided to bring gratitude into my life to make my life better, to bring me out of that big pit I was in for about a year and a half. And I started a gratitude journal, which I kept every day for five months. And at the end, I realized, you know, you don't wake up one morning and go, whoo, I have gratitude. So Mm. (laughs) um, I decided to write this book, A Little Bit of Gratitude Goes a Long Way. And the book is set up, I have 30 different ways to be grateful. And they're a little different than what we're used to. So one day it's be be grateful that you can vote in the United States. One day it's... Uh, be grateful for trees. And they're just different types mm-hmm. of okay. ways to be grateful because as we expand our horizon on ways to be grateful, that just keeps growing. So I write about how I'm grateful. Then what I do is I pose an exercise to the reader on that particular way to be grateful. Excellent. And then, of course, those exercises can be done again and again because as you go through life, those answers change. Give us a couple examples. When I do presentations on gratitude, one of the things I do when I do the laughter workshops as well, I open the book to any page and then I just read it. So that's what I've just done for us. And I opened up to, I am thankful for the ability to change. Mm. The greatest aspect of being a human being is that I have free will. I get to change whenever I want to. If I don't like how I acted a second ago, every moment I get to choose again. I find this so liberating. When I've acted in a manner that does not serve me or those around me, I can change me. Then on the other side, here is the exercise. Delight in the gift of change. You never have to continue behavior that does not make your life harmonious. Use this power at any moment to stop and start again in a way that fills you with joy. Become more aware of your actions. What can you change in yourself to be more aligned with your preferred path in life? Take some time to think about it and then write it down here. And then I give them a few lines to fill that out. I am very impressed because you really spoke to my heart. And when if you spoke to me, then you are speaking to multitudes of others. It's always that way, right? 
Absolutely. And we all are alike. We all need to hear the same message. But to hear it in a way like you just shared, that is incredible. Oh, and I, I really appreciate that. So we definitely have to get your book. And it's obviously a book that anyone and everyone can use. Absolutely. And like I said, you can use it again and again, because depending upon where you are, it changes. Very good. Now you also have a podcast and this is what I know this is your baby and what you (laughs) want to talk about. So talk to us about that. Okay, my podcast is called and thank you very much. My podcast is called Mere Mortals Unite. And you can find it on iTunes. Mere Mortals Unite. You can also find it on Stitcher and Spreaker and soon Google Music Play and whatever. And you can also go to meremortalsunite.com or want to get it on your phone. And then you can also sign up and get seven superpowers for Mere Mortals. The premise of Mere Mortals Unite is just that. We're all Mere Mortals. And I invite people on the show to share their superpower that we all have, but maybe we lost or we've never found it or we gave it away or it could just use some enhancing. And we've had people, um, I know you and I spoke before we started and in the show notes, we're going to include the shows that I've done on networking and connecting and uh, creating relationships and, And so I've had people do that. I had somebody come on whose superpower was making a uh, terrific cup of instant coffee (laughs) and how that relates to life. I had somebody come on and talk about the superpower of folding a fitted sheet and how that (laughs) relates to life. So we have a lot of fun also. Oh, I need to hear some more. Come on, give me a few more. Those are... Um, well, we've done some on humor. We've done, we did one on ask, asking stupid questions. That yep. was really fun. That does sound fun. Uh, my friend uh, came on and did one. She's a, was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. She did one on a high level view, talking about yeah. you know, getting above the fray and looking at everything. Um, we had a friend of mine who had a knee replacement. And she did a show on how to ask for help. Yeah, so it's been really great. And I'm uh, moving into a series, I'm gathering them right now, called Businesses That Care. And I'm talking to businesses that go beyond vacation and a bonus check, really engage their workforce and care about them. And they'll be sharing their superpower or one of them that they utilize with their workforce to make for a better workplace. So in my gratitude journal for the day, it is, I am glad I met Julianne Sullivan. Oh, that's very sweet. I I mean it. And I certainly want to not only get your book, but I definitely want to listen to Mere Mortals Unite. It sounds fun and enlightening and inspiring and motivating. Yeah, and I do have some shows up right now that are my shows and they're three to five minutes and everybody's got three to five minutes, mm-hmm. right? No, absolutely. That That's really good. You can pack a lot in three to five minutes for sure. Yes. So when you decided to start your podcast. Dream I never knew I had. There you go. Your, su- <laughs> your, your superpower? My superpower? 
foot is is podcasting a superpower for you? Oh, I don't know. I okay. I had a great coach. <laughs> okay, and, good. And I got to tell you, it is the most me endeavor I've ever been in. Hmm. I thought coaching was a perfect match, but this is so much fun, and there are so many great parts about it. And it seems I have a very good knack at it, so it's all good. That is your superpower. <laughs> yeah, one of many. You know, you're right. Though many times after I, I have a guest on, and depending upon, of course, the story that they are sharing, afterwards I will just sit and you just ponder what you've just heard. And it just is amazing some of the things that people have encountered in their lives and not only survived but thrived. Mm-hmm. And it makes, I mean, it's what makes us, better human beings by listening to someone else. And so that's exactly what you're doing as well. Yeah. Talk about learning never ends. That's Every time right. I do a that's... podcast, I'm learning something new besides usually making a new friend. That's right. Yeah. People you would never would have connected with. You Absolutely. Know. And you probably bump, bump into them uh, many times a day and without even realizing, you know, that this person could have an impact on me. Hence the world of social media, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So you changed your life. You did an, uh, an about face or a 180 degree change. What? You were not a spring chicken anymore. No, and I was 60. There you go. And what, what tips can you give somebody who may be fearful in, <laughs> in changing their life? for whatever reason at that stage or any stage, really? Well, I tell people every day I wake up and I walk to the edge of the cliff and I throw my hands up in the air and I go, wee! You just have to, um, it's a ride. You have to know that the fear is normal and not something to stop you. And I live by the, at least two Ps anyway, perseverance and patience. And I never give up. I just, I'm not going to give up. The, the, the idea of giving up, that picture is so horrible that I just keep moving forward. How did that affect you when you went through the loss of your marriage? How did, or did this come as a result of that? This attitude? You know, I've always... <laughs> not given up. In fact, I probably stayed in that relationship a little longer than mm. was necessary, although obviously it was necessary because that's what happened. But a part of that was I'm not giving up. I, I see a little light. I, you know, mm-hmm. so in some ways I'm a cockeyed optimist and <laughs> uh, you have to learn where that line is. When is it time to really let go and when is it time to keep moving forward? That will always be a struggle in my life, not a struggle that gets me down, just clarity. So I try to be more clear and uh, look more at the bigger picture. Um, You know, that's another show about why I stayed there. There were a lot of good reasons, I thought, at the time. But I think everything we do, there's the things that really spring us forward the most have a fear element. It's easy to do easy things, but they don't, I don't believe, they don't really make me grow the most. 
So I kind of like that element of fear. Once for 10 years, I did a fear a year on purpose. And they all had to do with height. So I went ballooning and parasailing. Really? And yeah. And I did it because I was scared. Hmm. And I believed I wouldn't die. And so I did it just to get through it. Because remember before in the beginning, we were talking about learning skills. So when you need them, you have them. You know, sometimes I use my, my uh, relationship breakup in my head. It's like, well, this isn't as bad as that. So I made it through <laughs> that. I can make it through this. It's that same type of skill. So doing a fear a year gave me a lot of um, stamina and perseverance and wherewithal. And um, it really helped. The epitome of someone who has stepped out of her comfort zone. Most every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I think it goes back to, I recognize that. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was doing a podcast with someone. It was Lee Cockrell, an amazing man. And he said, do the hard stuff first. Yes. I've always maintained that. Glad that you shared that. Yeah. Do the hard yes. stuff first. Whatever it is, do that first. And why? Because like... Once you do that, the rest is a breeze, Mm -hmm. right? Everything else is, again, it's perspective. Well, I already made that phone call I didn't want to make, so making these phone calls is (laughs) easy. Plus, I always believe that we don't celebrate enough, so one of the things that I really talk about quite a bit is celebrating along the way, not just when we're done with whatever project. This is true for businesses as well. You know, why wait until you get to your sales goal? Why don't you celebrate along the way? That is way more engaging and uh, positive for people who are working on that goal than waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until you get there. So when you do the hard stuff first and you celebrate, all right, I got it done, whatever that is. Mm Um, I do happy dances a lot, but maybe you're not in a space where you can do that. I always say that's probably why I'm still living alone because I'm doing happy dances. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) So I need to find a man who will allow me to happy dance. There's my criteria. Okay. There is something that has been said for years, and that is, don't worry, be happy. And that is a saying that has always bothered me because many people go through times in their life when, whether it's a life and death situation or a particular risk you have to take or whatever, that it's not easy to be happy in that. But as a attitude enhancer, I would step out and say that it's not so much of not worrying and to be happy, but it's your attitude as you go through that. Attitude is the only aspect of our lives that we're in control of. We all know Mm. that we know people who have been really healthy and they're the ones that get cancer Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. get into a car accident. And so it's our attitude. Viktor Frankl wrote a great book called A Man's Search for Meaning. 
about his experience in a concentration camp. And what got him through that experience, he says, is his attitude because they couldn't take that away from him. Right. I figure if he can do that in his world, I can do that in mine. And that's precisely what I what I was getting at. It's and not not it's not so much that you have to go around, you know, being being happy. It's that you have the right attitude that'll get you through so that you can come to that place. Is that Yeah, and I think that the I think the idea of not to worry because worry gets you nothing. I have this yes. philosophy and I have a, a podcast on it. Uh, that there's only two things to worry about in life, things you can do something about and things you can't do something about. <laughs> so if you're worrying about something, there's something you can do, then do it. Right. If it's something there's nothing you can do about and you're not in control, why are you worrying about it? What is that doing for you? Nothing. So there really isn't anything to worry about. You know, you can worry about the future, but the future is always going to be a little different. Always. Yep. So I think the idea of don't worry, be happy is don't worry. To me, it's more like be in the moment. I don't think we're ever asking people to have rose-colored glasses on. I think it's a matter of what perspective do you have. And then that is up to you. And you can find something good in every situation, even horrible tragic situations have some positive aspect. It may be bizarre, but there is some aspect. And if nothing else, you're alive and you're living through it and there's something there to be learned from it. To me, that makes something a positive. And I think that that comes more naturally the more you do it. Like everything else. There is nothing that we can't get better at if we just practice. So back to what I was saying about learning skills to be able to travel through change better. We can do that by driving to the store a different way. <laughs> that tells our brain we're more flexible by doing a recipe a different way. People get really, you know, people like this, you walk into their house you better not move a chair out of the way, <laughs> right? I have a girlfriend of mine. I go into her house. I put my purse down. I go to the ladies' room. I come out. My purse is somewhere else. I love her. <laughs> but to me, that that's a tough way to live. It's very rigid. And I often wondered how their kids ever made it through that. <laughs> so that's all. I, I think flexibility is really important. And with flexibility, we can have more than one perspective. You know, back to the old, is the glass half full mm -hmm, or half mm -hmm. empty? Or as the engineer says, you know, obviously that's the wrong receptacle for that amount of liquid. See, that's another perspective. <laughs> that's an excellent perspective. So just depends. But, mm -hmm. you know, one of the words you used in the beginning, hope, is one of my favorite words right next to joy. Because hope is what we hang on to. Mm -hmm. People who take their own lives besides some chemical, medical mm -hmm. imbalance mm -hmm. have no hope. That's really sad. Yes. Terribly sad. And sometimes we're rubbing shoulders with those people and don't even realize it, which is 
another reason we need to have our own lives in proper perspective and a good attitude because that influences those people around us too. Absolutely, all the time. And when I walk down the street, I just, I purposely put a smile on my face and say hello and good morning to people. Some people look at me, especially teenagers, like I'm completely out of my mind. And, you know, some people look away, but Every once in a while, mm. someone looks and smiles and responds. And, you know, sometimes the person that walks by and doesn't look at you, they still heard you and it made a difference That's right. to them. That's right. Because you're a speaker too, Carol, right? We were talking about this mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody in the audience who has their arms crossed yes, and yes. kind of have a grumpy look on their mm-hmm. face. And you're just thinking, I am not reaching them. And they're the ones that come up to you when you're done. Yes, and go, you're right. I know what you're going to say. Best presentation I ever yeah. saw. <laughs> <laughs> I get that too. Right? That's funny. So we That's just don't funny. know. You know, That's we hysterical. don't know what little things we say no. that really help give someone a smile at some point later on, like you said, walking down the street and being social. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's in the giving. It's not in the receiving. That's right. right? So, um, and I'm a pebble in the pond kind of girl. I always say that. So I absolutely 1000% believe that the ripples go out and touch and touch and touch. That's the other reason in my work with companies, it's like you need to teach people skills that they can not only use at work, they can use at home. Because when somebody goes home and there's a problem at home and Mm. they're better at handling it, they're better at work. That's right. Everything, you know, it used to be in the 50s and 60s, leave your personal life at home. Well, that's a joke. <laughs> Nobody ever did it, but it was assumed that people did it, but that doesn't happen. So if you can teach people skills at work that they can use in life, they used to call them soft skills. I call them essential skills. We all need them in all parts of our life. And the more we have them and the more we can use them, in all parts of our life, all parts of our life benefit. And on that note, I'm going to ask you, is there any call to action other than listening to your podcasts or anything that you would like to say in summary of what you shared today? I I would love people to go to Mere Mortals Unite, of course, and sign up for the blog, or I have a different blog on Engaging Workplace on the front page of my website, juliannesullivan.com. Um, through the blogs, then you'll find out about any public things that I do. One of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a mastermind class mm. for, to teach people how to enhance their superpowers. We're going to have part one and part two, and we'll be having a free session uh, to do that so people will see what that's like. I'm looking forward to that. That's probably going to come at the first of the year. I just want people to to be accountable for their own attitude and really take their power back into their life. As human beings, we we tend to give so much of it away. And it's not being selfish. It's just focusing on self. And when you take better care of yourself, You take better care of everyone you come in contact with. Thank you. This has been so fulfilling and so encouraging. Um, Not only to me, of course, but to 
hopefully all of my listeners, and we definitely want to connect with you on all the different ways and get your book. A little bit of gratitude goes a long way. A gratitude journal that'll change your life and the way you approach life. Mere mere mortals unite. Each of us have a superpower. We need to learn how to use it, and we need to... um, Listen so that we can relate to other superpowers as well. Correct? Is that my Absolutely. Sense? Okay, that sounds awesome. Thank you, Julianne. This has been you, so Carol. enlightening. Was, thank you so much for your time and for what you're doing for the rest of the world. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.